Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. It is official. The Arizona Diamondbacks advance to the National League Championship Series. They eliminate the Dodgers after beating them at home seconds ago. The final score, 4-2. to two. It's absolutely wild. All four of those runs were hit in a single inning against Lance Lynn. Four home runs in the third inning, absolutely nuts. And the Diamondbacks shock everybody. If you would have told me, that the Diamondbacks would be advancing to the National League Championship Series, a chance to win the World Series, and they would have, I don't know, just swept the Dodgers? What? This is crazy stuff, man. Even me saying this is wild. The the Diamondbacks are going to await the winner of the Atlanta Braves in Philly series. And the Phillies, they handled business earlier today, smacking around the Braves. The final score there was 10-2. to And so we know one half of the equation when it comes down to the National League Championship Series. We also know the full equation for the American League Championship Series as the, the Astros beat the Twins 3-2. to The Astros are going to take on the Rangers. And so now... We got to see what happens between the Phillies and the Braves. The Phillies lead this series 2-1. to This is wild, man. In Arizona right now, uh, giving away the – well, not giving away. The players are donning their their hats and their shirts. And this is the part that always seems a little like overkill. I get it. Every round, you got to sell a hat. You got to sell a shirt. But do they have to have the full-on celebration for winning the divisional round? It seems a little little out there for me. A little too much celebrating. Anyway, you play 162 games, you could do whatever the hell it is you want. Me, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next two hours, live from Atlanta, Georgia, being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's come to us live from New York City, and we got so much more to do. First of all, Thank you to Curtis Granderson, uh, former Major League Baseball All-Star multiple times, for joining us last hour as we talked about some of the playoff action. We also talked some NFL. Uh, Unfortunately, Anthony Richardson is going to be out for at minimum a month to two months with a shoulder strain. Uh, If you want to see a nightmare on Sunday Night Football, Daniel Jones, it doesn't look like he'll play. 
against the Buffalo Bills, so that might be a complete waste of time on Sunday night. Uh, It's just there's a lot going on. I'm still kind of just like, whoa, the Dodgers got swept. And so we're going to get into more of the baseball. And a matter of fact, for the game that just ended, Arizona upending the Dodgers, beating them tonight 4-2, sweeping them on their way to the National League Championship Series. I want you to take a listen to the final call from TBS. Listen. And the 2-2 pitch. Hit in the air to left. Gurriel is there. The Arizona Diamondbacks sweep the Dodgers and head for the LCS. Hey, Shep, I, Bob Costas is I, – I listen – I watched the TBS feed here in the studio. I didn't listen to it. Bob Costas is still around talking about stuff, Chef. Well, JR, I mean, I know you watch sports a lot. You very well know him and Ron Darling have this great combination where Bob Costas goes on for about uh, five pages, and then Ron's like, that's great, Bob. Uh, back to the fifth. So there's this interesting dynamic. I'm surprised at that final call. Because Bob Costas loves himself some Bob Costas, and he loves to show off what he knows about the English language. And for that to be a 12-second final call on TBS, that's remarkable. That's got to be the shortest final call in the history of Bob Costas' final calls. Yeah, well, uh, maybe he used up all of his words <laughs> earlier on in the in the program. You know, it's, a, it's interesting, JR. He's had, you know, I know you got a top six, and I know it's going to be great. But just very quickly with Bob Costas, he's had Uh-oh. a very interesting career. Because when we think of all-time great broadcasters, like we think of an individual with one parent company and they last a long time, you don't think of a guy that got the boot from a national network and then does like TBS or like a cable provider. It just doesn't seem right because he is arguably the greatest broadcaster of our lifetime. And NBC showed him the door. And now his, you know, his claim to fame is calling MLB playoff games in the divisional round on TBS. Like just doesn't make uh... sense to me, JR. Because he went from the hell was he doing? Well, he was doing uh, in the Olympics, and he was doing yeah, yeah, NBC. Well, yeah. they got Mike Tirico, right? Let me tell you something. I I, I love Mike Tirico. He he ain't Bob Costas. No, nobody is. Yeah, well, he's I'm pretty sure he's younger <laughs> and costs a little less. That's a fair point. That's just nature of the beast. How old is Bob Costas right now? Late sixties. Bob, 60s, Bob 70s? Costas has got to be early seventies. Uh, I think already. He's born, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think he's born in fifty-two. If memory serves it correctly, so he's seventy-one. Okay. Well, listen, right. Hubie Brown's ninety, still calling NBA games for God's sakes. He Hubie Brown has now reached a point in life where I can't say anything. <laughs> like I used to. Like when he was eighty, I used to could say something, but. Right. Now I can't. I can't say anything. Listen, uh, Uker's Brown talk about the painted area. I know. But, but, I mean, I haven't. You've been, you've been easy on Bob Uker. He's 89. I don't remember you ever going after Vince Scully uh, when he was doing games in the mid-2010s when he was because 89. Because he, he was theater, man. Yeah. He's different. He sat and did the games by himself. I know. But he never lasted his fastball. But, you know? I don't think Hubie's lost his fastball, has he? Yeah, but it's a different thing. Yeah, Hubie Brown just talks. He talks and it's like talking to an old person. He just talks and talks and talks. He's ninety. Of course, he's, of course, he's old, Jr. He he was like that when he was eighty. Okay, he just talks and talks and talks and talks. Well, the thing about James Harden is James Harden will move the ball from his left to his right on the crossover here. Now, pay attention. Look here on the replay. Notice how he juts his left foot forward before he moves over to the right. Meanwhile. We've had three baskets that have gone by 
and he's still breaking down James Harden's crossover. It must have been the regular season because you ain't breaking down a James Harden crossover in the postseason. So. Oh, nice joke, Shot. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate nice that, joke. man. Hey, listen, yeah, that, that was almost as good as your man on fire, Denzel Washington, toss. That was pretty oh, good. That's Bryce Harper hitting home runs. He's, he's pretty good now, man. Ten he home runs in the division them. series? That's incredible. He got ten of them. You know what? Let, let's listen. Well, the the Phillies beat him 10-2, them being the Braves. And Bryce Harper hit two home runs tonight. He was a man on fire. Let's listen to his second home run. Uh, this is courtesy of the Phillies radio network. One ball, one strike. Breaking ball, hit in the air, center field. Going back is Harris. Back toward the wall. It is gone! He did it again! This time to center fields. Harper looks at Arcia again as he goes around the second base bag. Fireworks are shooting out in right center field near the bell, and the Phillies lead it 7-1. He is amazing! Yeah, the Phillies will have an opportunity to eliminate the Braves and then take on these Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, that game will be tomorrow. Let's see if Atlanta can try to, to push this towards a game five. As Corbin Carroll is currently on the field with TBS, it is so wild. I remember being at the Super Bowl earlier this year out in Arizona, and if anyone who's been in downtown Phoenix you pretty much go from the arena and then across the street is the baseball stadium. And, you know, everything is, is it's not a huge downtown area, the footprint, especially where the, the uh, stadium and the arena is. And I'm looking around and you look up and it's Diamondbacks and it's faces of the Diamondbacks. And I'm like, man, man, the Diamondbacks have stunk. And I'm walking around going, man, I hope they're good again one day. They got a young squad. They, they don't have a lot of expectations. And then you fast forward, I don't know, six, seven, eight months later, and boom, they're, they're one step away from the World Series. Didn't see this one coming. Is there any Did- way they bring back Kurt Schilling for a first pitch? Now, Shep. Okay. Too much? Now, Shep. Yes. You know damn well. I do. I do. They are keeping Kurt Schilling away from everything. I just want him to do it so I can get so he your gets re- booed. So I can get your reaction to it. My reaction? Yes. I just. Huh. I just. Well, here's Jared. But in all, in what all, is he in a bunk? Is he in a bunker somewhere right uh, now? He's probably still paying for what he said about Tim, Tim Wakefield and, and revealing that diagnosis. But that's but, it. This guy. Well, he said a lot worse things than just that diagnosis. He and, doesn't need right. internet access. How about that? JR, but in all seriousness now, I mean, you got the big unit, Luis Gonzalez. Uh, Matt Williams. Matt they Williams. got enough dudes <laughs> okay. that they don't need to talk to him, he's, okay? He's the biggest reason why they won a World Series in 2001, it doesn't, though. It don't matter. He's okay. also one of the biggest you-know-whats yes, that, that has a platform. Okay? Yes, he is. He might be the biggest that has a platform. So he, let him stay in a bunker or whatever he's at. They, they ain't letting this man close to a mound to throw out a pitch. Because God knows is he's going to open up his yap about if he hasn't already. Uh, the the less I hear about Kurt Schilling, the the better. I mean, it, it, forget about that guy. As the uh, the Diamondbacks are still celebrating out here on the field, just amazing, man. Just amazing. Anyway, it is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. It also happens to be Wednesday night into Thursday morning. And amongst everything going on in the baseball world, we got a lot going on. 
in the NFL as well. We got a lot of coaches, guys who have jobs, who are being looked at right now to say, you ain't cutting it right now. And so we might have to cut you. And so to take a look at where we are, even at this early portion of the NFL season, I'm going to share with you a top six list right now. And then we're going to get into some more baseball. And then we're going to talk more football. And then we're just going to do whatever the hell we want to do. But right now, it's a top six list. NFL coaches who are currently on the hot seat. Six, five, four, three, two, one. It's time to get JR's latest top six list. Only on the JR Sport Brief. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Let me tell you something. I know we've only gone through five weeks, going on into six weeks of the NFL season, but there's been a lot of talk about coaches and which coach is going to be the first person to get the boot. Well, I wanted to share with you a list. These coaches are on a hot seat, and what do I mean by hot seat? Are they the first to get fired? No, not necessarily. But these are dudes who happen to be receiving the most criticism based on what's going on, and they might get the boot at some point throughout the season, maybe at the end. I think at least one of these dudes, I think one of them might be fired before the year is up. But let's start off. What's the first number on the countdown? Number six. Number six. I got to go out to Washington. I got I to gotta check in with the Washington Commanders. My apologies, Ron Rivera. I get it. I understand it. You, you, you're there, and the team is two and three. They lost three straight games. I mean, out here losing to the Bears. And, and here's, here's why Ron Rivera needs to just watch his back because Josh Harris is in town man because Magic Johnson is in town and this isn't his first go round, Ron Rivera with a change in ownership because a new owner comes in and the new owner wants to have his own shiny new toys and the way Washington is going Ron Rivera I'm sorry he's on borrow time I'm not expecting him to get the boot throughout the course of the season there's going to come a point in time, maybe at the end of the year, where Washington decides to go in another direction. I told you Ron Rivera has been through this before. With Carolina, 2018, going from Richardson to Tepper. In 2018, on a, a, a streak, not a good one. Ron Rivera was asked about his job security when he was with the Panthers, and he wasn't happy. At the end of this season, we might have a repeat. Listen to Ron Rivera with the Panthers from a few years ago. Not happy about it. Now, at the end of the day, unless Mr. Tepper says it, I'm not going to address it, okay? So we can forget about asking me those questions. Ron, are you concerned about your job I, I am not going to address that question. Do not ask that question again, please. You listen, man. That was from 2018, and he got fired in 2019. In the season, he got fired. I think he's going to last this whole year. But when it gets really bad, don't ask this man about his job. He's not going to want to entertain it. I got Ron Rivera, number six. NFL coaches on the hot seat. What's the next number? Number five. It's the Chicago Bears head coach. 
It's Matt Eberflus. I'm I'm sorry. I understand that the the Chicago Bears have looked better, but before they looked better in beating Washington, they lost 14 straight games. Matt Eberflus has a record of 4 and 18 as a coach, and let's be real. This is one of them dudes who came over as a defensive coordinator. I'm expecting him to go out there and run offense before they went out there and beat Washington. He was asked about his job security. This is what Matt Eberflus said at the time. In this business, you know, you've been, I've been doing this 32 years, right? So I, I understand the business, but I understand that to do it right, you got to focus on your job and you got to focus right here, right now. So you can think about a lot of different things that's going to do nobody good. And uh, you focus on your job where your feet are right now. And that's my full, uh, sole focus is on Washington. Top six NFL coaches on a hot seat. Yeah, I got Matt Eberflus at number five. When you are being asked about your job security in like the first four weeks of the season, yeah, bro, you, you need to watch out. There's a good chance that you might get the boot. Okay, I got him at number five. What's the next number? Number four. This organization is just disastrous. And so anyone who coaches for this team is likely to be fired. At number four, NFL coaches on the hot seat, I got Brandon Staley. My apologies. This is somebody else who was a former defensive coordinator getting a job as a head coach. I think everything gears towards offense right now. He was a Rams defensive coordinator in 2020. He was a linebackers coach with the Broncos and the Bears and the Chargers last year. Do I need to remind you how how the season ended? They went to the postseason and they choked against the Jags. Brandon Staley makes some of the most ridiculous play-calling decisions to cost the team a game week after week after week. They were leading against the Jags 27-0. They lost in the postseason 31-30. And with them playing 2-2 this year, at least they won two straight. But before that, Brandon Staley, he was asked specifically, hey, do the Chargers suck? Because of what happened at the end of last year, is it a residual effect? Listen to how angry he was. I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games, but the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Ooh, it's so defensive. Ouch. Okay. Relax, man. Brandon Staley's not long for the job. Even what he just said, he sounds angry. He doesn't sound authentic. Sounds like he had to force the anger. Anyway, top six NFL coaches on a hot seat. I got Brandon Staley, six, five, four. What's the next number? Number three. Oh, man, we saw this guy. He coached the other night. Ugh, even in a win, it just he looks ridiculous, man. It's Josh McDaniels. Why does he have a job? This guy stunk as the Broncos coach. He took another job and then quit that job before he even started, and he's carrying around Bill Belichick's bags, and He got the job because Mark Davis is nuts. Someone who also doesn't believe that he should have the job is Sean Merriman. Remember him? Lights out. One of the best nicknames ever. Sean Merriman spoke during the Super Bowl. 
spoke to a podcast your way, and he doesn't understand why Josh McDaniels has a job. Listen to him. I've always been shocked of how Josh McDaniels, I'm, like I said, I don't like throwing jabs or punches at anybody, but he hasn't had any success anywhere. We've already seen what he's capable of doing. There's a lot going on in that organization, and they need to figure it out because Devontae, you're not going to have a Devontae Adams around too long. You're not going to keep a Josh Jacobs. You got two of the best players in their positions in the league. They ain't going to sit around and lose and, and accept losing for too long. So it's it's one thing that he's going to lose the locker room or they need to lose him. <laughs> Sean Merriman is funny. Let me tell you something. Mark Davis is nuts. He's going to find the next shiny new toy, and he's going to tell Josh McDaniels to take a hike. I think that will happen sooner than later. And it's pretty funny. Uh, Mark Davis sitting around at a slot machine uh, before the Monday night football game. Just just hanging out in Vegas. Nobody bothering him. He's just playing the slots. I got Josh McDaniels number three NFL head coach on the hot seat. And a big reason is because the owner is nuts. What's the next number? Number two. Oh, for this guy, his owners aren't nuts. They are filthy stinking rich I'm talking about Sean Payton yeah is he on the hot seat is he gonna get fired uh no no he's not but he is definitely receiving ridiculous amounts of criticism and if you didn't hear me when I said coaches on the hot seat guys who are being criticized it's Sean Payton this man might as well be a pinata because he doesn't know how to shut the hell up this is the same dude I told you we know what happened Oh, Nathaniel Hackett has done the worst job ever of a head coach. But what the hell are you doing? It is so much of a joke that even Rob Gronkowski was on Fox before they lost to the Jets. Rob Gronkowski is kind of putting a dig into Sean Payton. Listen to this. Sean Payton said Nathaniel Hackett did the worst coaching job in history with the Denver Broncos last season. So, Sean, you got to back that up. This is a big game for you. It doesn't matter if the Jets win or lose. They have an excuse for the rest of the year. They lost Aaron Rodgers, but Sean Payton, if you don't win this game, you may be back with us, and we love you. <laughs> yeah, Fox, they're going to send it back to TV. I doubt it, unless we find out how much money the Waltons just say, you know what, screw this. And maybe he says, I don't want the money. Maybe he quits. I have no idea. But when you talk about the hot seat and criticism, oh, yeah, Sean Payton is up there. And a lot of it is his own doing. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're talking the top six NFL coaches on the hot seat. On the other side of the break, I'm going to share with you, number one, what NFL head coach is catching all of the heat? I'll tell you on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening. 
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You love your show, love your topic. Every night you always get a great topic that always keeps me interested. What it do, JR? Just got off work, listening to your show. Another great topic, as usual, sir. Uh, I'd like to chime in on this one. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Yeah, it's a new top six list. We're going to get back to baseball, too. But right now, I'm giving you a top six NFL coaches on the hot seat. Not necessarily going to get the boot today or tomorrow, but these are the NFL head coaches right now who are being criticized more than anyone else. And, yeah, they they might be in trouble at some point. I'm going to give you number one momentarily. Here's a quick recap. At number six, I gave you Ron Rivera. And number five, I gave you Matt Eberflus. And number four, I gave you Brandon Staley. And number three, I gave you Josh McDaniel. Sean Merriman doesn't even understand how he has a job. Uh, and number two, I gave you Sean Payton. This man just got the job and, and wanted to put his own foot in his mouth. I guess this is a learning experience for him. And so if Sean Payton's at number two. This man spent 16 years with the Saints, winning his coach in their history, won that Super Bowl in 2010. Okay, he's accomplished, right? Has done a lot of talking. Well, this other guy, he's more accomplished than him. And he might be coaching his final games. What number are we up to? Number one. The NFL head coach being criticized more than anybody else right now, and that happens to be on a hot seat, is Bill Belichick. It is. Because the Patriots suck. Here, I'm not even going to run you through a ridiculously long list here. I'm just going to state a few things. For the entire season, the New England Patriots have scored 55 points total. In one game, the Miami Dolphins scored 70. If we have to think about every game that they've played so far, the New England Patriots have only averaged 11 points a game. Pathetic. Do I dare even take a look at at what these these Patriots have done over the the past couple of games? Do I want to do that? They lost to the Cowboys 38-3. This past Sunday, if 38-3 wasn't embarrassing enough, Bill Belichick had to stand on the sideline. He had to look at his team as they were blanked 34 to nothing against the Saints. Embarrassing. Mac Jones is throwing interceptions. Mac Jones doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. It's just ugly in New England for Bill Belichick. And here's the deal, man. There's already been reports that Robert Kraft is not going to be sentimental about Bill Belichick. This is something that's been bubbling. It's this selection of players, the development, it hasn't been there. He still might be one of the smartest coaches, but is he outsmarting himself in the front office? Who runs the offense? Is it is it Joe Judge? Is it Matt Patricia? Is it uh, what wide receiver do we want to select? He ain't been all that good. 
And this has nothing to do with Tom Brady, folks. I'm sorry. It does. But when it comes to his selection process, it seems that Bill Belichick has just outsmarted himself from a, a managerial perspective. One thing about him is he's still going to be the same Bill Belichick that talks like this. He was asked this week, what the hell do the Patriots need to do to turn things around? And, and this is what he said about a, a reset. Just plain and simply, we got to find a way to you know play and coach better than that. And so let's go and start all over and uh, get back on a better track than we're on right now. What what does that entail? Starting over. Starting over. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for answering the question with the, uh, the question. Thank you, Bill. He was asked about that again on WEEI. Well, Bill Belichick, what the hell is starting over? What does that mean? Somewhat in. Uh unchartered territory um you did say yesterday that you're going to start over and i know there was a follow-up but i i kind of wanted to see if i could get from you what that means starting over yeah, let's take a look at everything i mean obviously we didn't do anything well enough yesterday so um how is the uh mood of the of the team uh, well obviously frustrated but you know, we just have to work our way out of it. That's all there is to it. Look, man, at the end of this year, the Patriots might start over. Now, that'll be the ultimate start over. You want to talk about being on a hot seat? You want to talk about being criticized for being one of the most accomplished head coaches to ever stand on the sidelines in the NFL? Bill Belichick is being raked through the coals right now, and his situation is very... Very interesting because ain't nobody had as much success as him. And so, yeah, he's on a hot seat. And we might be looking at the final season of Bill Belichick as the head coach. Let me give you a quick recap. Ron Rivera, six. Matt Eberflus, five. Uh, Brandon Staley, four. Josh McDaniels, three. Sean Payton, two. Bill Belichick, numero uno. You want to talk about criticism? You don't want to talk about feeling the flames and the fire? Bill Belichick, he's hearing it. He's feeling it. He may not care. He may not go out the way that he would want to. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get more of your calls in. You know, what are your thoughts? Which NFL head coach is feeling the heat more than anybody else right now? Uh, You know, is Mike Tomlin, you know, do you think he's in that space? I'm going to get to your calls. We're going to talk some more baseball, some more NFL. We got it all covered, folks. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you, first off, for making my drive from the south side of Atlanta to the north side every night bearable. I always enjoy listening to you, man. Intellectual and introspective. I appreciate you. I just started listening to you about six months ago. Man, I love your show. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. 
855-212-4CBS. Before we went to break, I gave you a top six list of NFL coaches on a hot seat. You know, who's really feeling the heat, feeling the pressure of being criticized? The number one on the list, I gave you Bill Belichick. That's in the NFL. Right now, as I sit here in the studio staring up at the screen, uh, the Dodgers, they're not on the hot seat. They've been eliminated by the the Arizona Diamondbacks. The final score tonight, 4-2. to two. Uh, They're swept by Arizona, and the Dodgers go home again despite another 100-win season. Uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, just at one point in time, it's just like, hey, which one of these guys is going to win MVP? I think it's going to go to Acuna. Uh, They combined to go one of 22 uh, from the plate. And so another 100-win season down the drain for the Dodgers. And we are going to hear from uh, some of the victors and and more of the players who also advanced uh, on the other side of the break. Uh, we talked about the Astros going ahead to to take on the Texas Rangers, so we'll hear from Justin Verlander. So we got more baseball to get into as well. Let's pick up the phone lines and talk about some of these NFL coaches currently on the hot seat. 855-212-4CBS. Syed, calling from Houston. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Syed? Hey, JR. How you doing? Good. Shoot. Great. Well, uh, JR, I think, you know, uh, Peyton and Belichick could be two of the obvious ones. I definitely think that Belichick, if things stay the way it is, probably will lose either the GM role or the head coach role. I, I don't know if they'd oust him together. But I, I was going to go outside of this and say that I think I think someone in the hot seat could also be McCarthy because of how stacked the Cowboys are on both sides of the ball. But then in big moments, you know, I know season's early, but, you know, you saw what happened to the Niners and, and then also, I think Staley for the Chargers because he's got a you know young stud quarterback, and you've seen Burrow and the Bengals go to a Super Bowl. You see Lamar and the uh, the other young quarterbacks getting in the Super Bowl deep runs, but it seems like he's kind of a risk taker, and he they've not been able to take the next step. And then just a quick question I yeah. have for you: well, we um, we had him at number four on the list, Brandon Staley. What is your quick question? Go ahead. Well, like you said, I know you're going to talk about baseball later. Astros in their seventh straight ALCS and. Dusty Baker could be the first coach in 25 years to uh, win a back-to-back World Series. I'm thinking, obviously I'm biased from Houston. I'm thinking we're headed for a Houston-Phillies rematch. I want to see what what you thought, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, JR. All right, thank you, Syed, for calling from Houston. Yeah, let let the Phillies finish off the Braves tomorrow, man. Let them do that. I'm favoring Houston right now. I, I got them over the Texas Rangers. Let's see what happens on the National League side. Still kind of crazy that we got the Diamondbacks there waiting to see what happens. Who would have thought that they would be the ones waiting? 855-212-4CBS. Ralph is here from Miami. Ralph, go ahead. I'm doing great, man. Tell me, who do you think is on a hot seat? Thank you very much, Jared, for having me on your call. I think mostly to me is Rob Sala should be on the hot seat because, to me, I feel like with him not de- developing his young quarterback or that he has for three years, basically, that's his failure on his part. He wants to get a veteran quarterback, but he's not doing his, 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 his thing. And another thing, I feel like for me, New England Patriots fans should stop calling about Bill Belichick. I'm a Dolphin fan, and to be honest with you, I suffer many seasons with misery because of coaching and basically quarterback. Right now, I have a good coach, and right now he's not doing good, but I have it good. If I get rid of him, I see – yeah, I'm going to completely be on the toilet for a couple of years until y'all find a good coach and good quarterback that's going to help y'all okay. get back up there. And get 
All right. Well, thank you, Ralph, for calling from Miami. It looks like New England is already floating around in the toilet, and they got Belichick. They can do that without him, right? And there's going to come a point in time where Bill Belichick is not going to be the head coach. And so if you are Robert Kraft, do you want to go ahead and push that button now, or do you want to wait? And when I mean wait, you wait in two years, three years, four years? Can anybody see Bill Belichick going past another five years? I I don't know, man. I I, I really don't. And to his point about Robert Sala, I I think the New York Jets and everything having to, to go on with them, I think it goes above Robert Sala. I would go ahead. And I would take a look at, at Joe Douglas. He's the one who drafted uh, Zach Wilson. He's the one who's filling up the roster with quarterbacks, and it's him. I think, yeah, there was an issue with Salah selecting LaFleur and, and LaFleur blaming himself on the lack of development. And so, yeah, there's a trickle down. And Rob Salah is going to be criticized, but you heard it from, of all people, Rob Gronkowski. They got a built-in excuse. Where's Aaron Rodgers? And that falls down to Joe Douglas. 855-212-4CBS. Allen is here from Toronto. Prepare yourselves, people. Allen's on CBS Sports Radio. I have to feel sorry for Jerry Jones. It has gotten to a point of how much more can he take. I think McCarthy's job is definitely in jeopardy. After that blowout lost to San Francisco last week, and uh, they lost... uh, Two years in a row, they, they lost to San Francisco, in the, one in the wild card and one in, um, one in the division. And um, their, their offense uh, seems to be playing to its defense. You know, there's a lot of West Coast offense that may have been good for, for uh, Bill Walsh, but it's not good for, for Jerry Jones. He, there has to be smoke and fire burning in, in Mr. Jones, I'm sure, you know. And um, well, there's, there's he, to be, uh, he has said, to, uh, a much hold on, hold on, level, Alan. You know. hold on, he Alan. Has, Yes, Thank okay, you. sure. Go ahead. Thank you. This is the same Jerry Jones who for the past two seasons has made it very, very clear. Hey, I got Dan Quinn sitting over here. So, man, if you suck, I'm just going to plug him in. And so, yeah, Jerry Jerry Jones hasn't necessarily been impulsive, uh, but he's always been impulsive with his words. And he has, he's made it very known that Mike McCarthy ain't going to be the coach forever. He has a very itchy trigger finger, too, and he's he ready to pull it, too. It's a shame because he has a 6-14 winning percentage, and they, they did very well the last uh, last two years, 12-5 and five the last two years. But uh, yeah, it's, a lot what, of are people you, will... what are you doing for me lately? That's the, that's yep. the number one uh, concern. Well, that's, that's, that's the entire NFL. What have you done for me lately? Ask Belichick. Thank you, Alan, for calling from Toronto. There's a lot of people who will tell you that Mike McCarthy's success, a lot of it came because of who his quarterback was or who they were when he was there with the Green Bay Packers. And now you look at him here in Dallas, he ain't long for the job. I think we know that. He, he's not going to be there. I'd be shocked if he lasted another two years. Just the reality. 855-212-4CBS. Dom is calling from Boston. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR, it's Don from Boston making the nightly drive home. Definitely Bilicek's on the hot seat. But you know what? He's been at such a high. Who do we replace him with that can do the job? You know, my question is, I wonder if Kraft would give him an ultimatum. Listen, we either start thinking smartly and uh, smart, and, and, you know, maybe it's got to be a group effort, whoever they bring in. 
but it's not just Mac Jones. It's everybody on that team. Everybody. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Well, the team. Yeah, the team collectively stinks. They don't have enough talent to win, or let alone score right now. And the defense has to be just completely miserable with what's taking place. Uh, a group effort? When you say a group effort, what do you mean to coach the team? I, I feel like they tried that on offense last year. They bombed. Well, I, I, I mean, well, group effort as a team and then group effort. You know, instead of Bilicek, it always seems to be Bilicek's game, no matter what. And, and whether there's got to be checks and balances in there going, listen, we bring in some people. It's not just going to be your call. It's it's we got the whole organization looking at who we're uh, yeah we're going to be bringing in. I, so. that 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 might be a step, and and it's one way that Robert Kraft might try to implement this. And when I say implement this, maybe even get Belichick out of the building is to present him with an offer that he knows is not going to be accepted, and will probably move Belichick towards. Hey, I don't need to do this. I'm out of here. Uh, we're going to yeah. find that out sooner than later. It's a uh, real real touch and go right now in Boston. Thank you, Dom, for calling up. And shout-outs to everybody tuned in and locked in on WEEI up in New England. Jerry is here from Pittsburgh. What's up, Jerry? I don't know how to even explain this. I got my doubts about Mike Tomlin. They say he's one of the best coaches, just like Belichick's one of the best. But uh, Tomlin hasn't won anything for years. And I don't know if he got the right coaches under him. I mean, he got some really good players on the Steelers. I don't know if they're playing up to their potential. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, you tell me. I don't. I don't understand this whole situation with the Steelers. They got good people, but they well, don't seem to be well, making it. Well, let me answer you. I got. I got. Yeah. I got to get an answer before we we go to break. I mean, for for all you're saying about how they haven't won in years, they are still a team in transition. So I don't know who would necessarily come on and have success when you move on from a future Hall of Famer uh, to, a, uh, to a rookie. And all the while, the man still hasn't had a losing season. He's the winningest black coach ever. He actually has the respect of the men in the locker room. There are a lot of positives for, for Mike Tomlin moving forward. I understand there's a lot of criticism. I hear it all the time. But listen, there are a lot of teams all over the league that would absolutely love to have him as their head coach. That doesn't mean he's not being criticized. We'll be back. More of your calls. We're going to hear from some of the players and talk baseball as well. Who's on a hot seat? Not me. CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.